Hello, in this episode we talk a little bit about religious trauma and deconstruction, so if that's too close to the bone, we advise you skip this one, or you might find it cathartic, up to you, but thought you should know. Hello and welcome to Tome Raiders, the podcast in which Ross and I take folklore and mythology. Yeah. And what do we do with it? We take it on a wagon ride. We take it on a wagon Crack some whips. (laughs) 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 Yep. (laughs) And today we're going out to the wild, wild west. What I mean? Of... Technically we're going east. Actually, yeah, we're going the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, today we're going to talk about um, something dear to my heart. Which is dragons. <laughs> um, so I'd like to talk specifically about... Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk anyway. I'm, regardless of whether or not I liked, I liked to do it, I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, today, I, today I'd like to talk to you, Laura. Yes, Ross. Um, about dragons. Okay. Um, specifically, um, the dragons that are to be found in the Bible slash outside the Bible. But they nearly made it inside. Oh, well, that's that's I realize oh, that, that's, I realize that's a universal set that's right there. Everything isn't it? in the Bible <laughs> and the without the dragon, without the Bible. This is a long podcast. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I thought it would be fun to. Uh, I mean, okay, I'm just going to spoil it a little bit. In that, the the it's a bit of it might be a stretch to call the dragon that is in the Bible a dragon. But I'll get to that. Um, but <laughs> the dragon, that's, the dragon that's not in the Bible, that could have been in the Bible, is that's quite fun. I'm looking forward to reading that bit. We'll get to it. Stay with us, folks. Stay with us. It does make sense eventually. It will eventually make sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Laura, what do you know about the Bible? So I know quite a lot about the Bible. Yeah. I was. As Ross knows, and I am saying for the benefit of the listeners, I was raised in the Church of England. Yeah. Um, my family were Church of England. Mm-hmm. I went to Church of England school. Church of England, for those that don't know, like some of our listeners across the pond may not be familiar with the term. Uh, the Church of England was founded by Henry VIII when he wanted to mm. get rid of his old wife and marry Anne Boleyn instead. Yep. Yeah. I guess they, I think they call them Episcopalian. I think they do. In, uh, in yeah. the States. Yeah. Um, it's, bra- it's where Protestantism started. So yeah. we have. Well, no, Protestantism started with Martin Luther. Not to be confused with Martin Luther King. <laughs> anyway, so <Yeah>. we. <laughs> but yeah, I was raised in the church. I lost my faith when I was about 13 whilst attending a Church of England school. That's, that's hard. It was tough. Um, it's always tough. I think having a faith crisis is tough, whatever age you are. But mm. when you're 13, yeah, um, and everyone around you and your family and your teachers and like all your community, mm-hmm. the village that raised you, they all believe in one thing, and you can no longer reconcile it in your 13 year old brain. Mm. That's tough, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's traumatic. Uh, but with the help of several therapists and quite a lot of antidepressants, I'm in a place. I'm in a place now where I feel I can make fun of <laughs> dragons in the Bible. Hey. hey, what about you, Ross? What do you know about the Bible? What do I know about the Bible? I also know quite a lot about the Bible. Um, I uh, I didn't have the same quite the same story as you. I, uh, but I am now in a place where I wouldn't necessarily call myself a Christian. Mm. Um, I think that um, I'm kind of. Now, for most of this, this is just a kind of a real curiosity for me. Like, I'm passionately interested in history mm. and specifically interested in the history, which I already know quite a lot of bit about. Yeah. And um, I've found it really interesting in the last few years as I've sort of allowed myself to um, um, to take baby steps and eventually running leaps away from <laughs> from seeing um uh i'm saying the bible but really there are multiple yeah, facets to it's, it but seeing it's more nuanced than that yeah but seeing that as like a an inerrant scriptural word of of god i um from what interests me now is kind of more like how did these 
books come to be? How did they become to be sacred?、Mm. How was the canon formed? Like, how? Why are these the books that we call sacred? Why are these not the books we call sacred?、Um, but also, like, you know, there's a, there is a Um, there's some a, weird shit. There's some weird shit. There's some real. There's a treasure trove <laughs> though, of like some really interesting, but weird, weird shit. Like the imagery. I mean, I'm, we're going to talk a bit about the Book of Daniel in a minute, and the imagery inside the Book of Daniel is wild, <laughs> and also I think spooky and chilling. Yeah. In and 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 you know I love it, and I know you love it. <laughs> But、um, let's get down to some reading, shall we? I feel that we should say from the offset. Yes. That though we are both post-Christian, me more so than Ross. I'm. I've got more distance between it between myself and、yeah. Christianity than Ross does. Even though we're both no longer in the church. Yeah. And I, I would call myself atheist. Ross is more agnostic.、Mm-hmm. We're not coming at this from a perspective of wanting to make fun of anyone's beliefs. No.、Um, we have no bones to pick. Well, I have bones to pick.、Okay. But I'm going to try and keep it out of it. We, we've picked our bones externally. <laughs> exactly. Our bones are our bones.、Oh. Well, <laughs> Mr. Hardy. <laughs> there is a valley of dry bones over there that ain't coming to life because we picked them. What? <laughs> She hasn't read Ezekiel, folks. <laughs> you probably no. I probably haven't. I dropped out of Sunday school by that point. <laughs> I've got an extra couple of decades on you. Well,、um, so,、um, but anyway, that's a very long and circuitous and、uh, extensive preamble. Dragons. Dragons. Let's, let's talk, talk about, about dragons. Let's talk about dragons.、Um, so first,、uh, so this, the, I guess this episode also won't quite go under the same. It's not going to be quite the same structure as we normally do because we're not necessarily. I am going to read some、um, some Bible. Actually, it's technically not Bible. That I'm going to read. I'm going to read that in a minute. But first of all, I want to give you a little overview of who are the, the dragons in the Bible. Well, yes,、um, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you,、um, it's really a technicality as to why you could call、um, this creature that is in the Bible a dragon, and that is because in the Greek translation of the Bible. Um, or at least, sorry, the Greek translation of the Old Testament or the Tanakh、um, is called the Septuagint,、um, and that,、uh, so that that translation chooses the word dracon or dragon as the translation for this creature. Tell me if you've heard this name before, Leviathan. Aha! Is this connecting? Yes. Now the Leviathan. Um, is a、uh, creature that that you find in multiple places in the Bible. Actually,、It、makes multiple appearances. Not necessarily appearances as in, as in crashes the party. Cool aid man. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that.、Um, but more like is brought up in descriptions related to God's majesty. Like yeah, God yeah, created yeah, this yeah. creature, and look how awesome this creature is.、Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the most amazing one, the one that I find pretty metal and cool, <laughs> you'll find in Job chapter forty-one. Okay.、Um, at this point, God is like chastising. He's like sort of like going like, "Who do you think you are, Job? <laughs> <laughs> like, check me out. I'm pretty awesome." That's the. That's what God's saying. Or... Yeah, yeah. No, that's what God's saying. Okay.、Um, and he's saying, <laughs> I, "Look at the look at the Leviathan." Okay. All right. Are you ready? We're going to do a bit of reading now. Okay. And this is from the King James version. Okay. So take a big deep breath in. And out. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stir him up. Who then is able to stand before me? Me being God. <laughs> Not me being kind. Sorry. <laughs> Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Well, who can discover the face of his garment, or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible roundabouts. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Orthodontia was expensive. 
His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a closed seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. So he can't do... (laughs) (laughs) All I keep thinking is this sounds like the cat's internal monologue. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) All that is before me. (laughs) As it goes on about the teeth. Yeah. They are joined one to another. Oh, my God. They stick together that they cannot be sundered. Same. (laughs) Really? I have an overcrowded jaw. (laughs) (laughs) By his kneesings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Same. (laughs) Are you the Leviathan? (laughs) Have you ever seen me and the Leviathan in the same room? (laughs) You know what? No. There's your answer. Okay. (laughs) Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire leap out. Out of his nostrils goeth smoke, as out of a seething pot or cauldron. Same. Not so much since I quit smoking. High five. Yes. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. In his neck remaineth strength, and sorrow is turned to joy before him. That's like you. Aww. Thanks, babes. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. Also like you. (laughs) (laughs) They are firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone. Yea, as hard as a piece of the nether millstone. What's the nether millstone? It sounds like a sex joke. It sounds like something craft in (laughs) Minecraft. Uh, Okay. A two diametrically opposed phrase. We had different upbringings. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reason of breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold. The spear, the dart, nor the habergen. Habergen. That's a new word to me. It's like a like a like a holbuck, but spelt entirely differently. He esteemeth iron as straw and brass as rotten wood. Ooh. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Darts are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreadeth sharp pointed things upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh a path to shine after him. One would think the deep to be hoary. H-O-A-R-Y I don't know what that means either <laughs> Upon earth there is not his like Who is made without fear and This is in the actual Bible Yeah like If you go and find your Gideon Is it Gideon? No Gideon no, is, is just King... the New Testament So this if you go and find yeah. your Go and find your local Bible We This is your in local there. Bible yeah. right, Go and find the village Bible <laughs> <laughs> Well not everybody has a Bible these days We don't no, we don't. I don't think I brought one here. No. But, you know, I do have Bibles. Well, go and find your local Bible and turn to, what was it, Job... 41. Job 41. And you will find this incredibly long, weird passage about the Leviathan. Yeah. Well, I think this is, I think this is really interesting because there seems to be some mythology within the Tanakh yeah. of this creature called the Leviathan. Yeah. And it makes you wonder what, how this kind of, it's like a, almost like a collective kind of understanding of what this creature is. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I guess maybe though they are probably all drawing it from this, from, from the scripture itself, you know, the idea of it. Mm. I don't know. Um, it's opening a whole can of worms. It is. Like where does religious, where, where does re- it stop becoming a religious text and become just folkloric legend? Well, I guess, I guess, what would you think? This I mean... I'm the wrong person to ask because I've got a big chip on my shoulder about this <laughs> and have spent the best part of 15 years in therapy. <laughs> I mean, I think the answer is simply the the people in power chosen to be the mythology, um, to be or to be the 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 thing that is that becomes the canon. Yeah. Um, they, they chose this. This is this this got the it's got the thumbs up. This it's one got the thumbs up from King James. Well, this wasn't a being. This wouldn't be King James's. Uh, 
decision. No. Well, I guess it might have been, but the, by this point, the I think the Old Testament, as we call it now, but there's in like the the Jewish formulation of the Old Testament. It's really weird to call it Jewish and Old Testament. That's that's not how the how Jewish it's not people how see they it. Would but, name it. No, but they that their their establishment of canon was sort of actually sort of later than you'd imagine. Mm. It was in the Common Era, so. Mm. Um, and naturally, um, there is the Old Testament Apocrypha as well. So there's the books that are considered sacred that aren't necessarily inside what are considered the Tanakh. So there's, yeah. uh, but are still considered sacred. But who decided that? You know, yeah. um, I guess the um, what what makes this interesting to me though is that um, you know this is this is right here. This is this creature. And if you take a very literalistic interpretation of the bible say you were a young earth creationist who wanted to who who took most words in the bible as this is as gospel as gospel (laughs) 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 i see what you did there Um, it's not technically gospel (laughs) if you were to so if you were to read everything very literally here you might end up with interpretation such as one that one of my friends had and i'm not going to tell you who uh, that the one of your friends was a young earth creationist yes it was who no I'm not going to tell you what if I cover the microphone so the listeners can't hear can you tell me now uh, it was <laughs> you're not saying anything Ross <laughs> <laughs> who is it <laughs> I'm not going to tell you okay fine I'll fine. tell you later anyway, um, as long as you don't think differently then anyway um <laughs> We all went through our young aspirationist phase. I didn't. Well, I did. <laughs> when I was very young. Um, I had a friend who interpreted this passage as being about a dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um, because what else do we have fossils of that corresponds to this creature? But mm, so, many, so many questions. And they also took it to mean that dinosaurs breathed fire. Because it mentions smoke coming from his nostrils and all that. It's a it's an interesting reading. I'm not I'm not here to 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 say cast that, aspersions yeah, on anybody's beliefs. Absolutely no. I mean, if that's how you interpret it, cool. You know, yeah. Um, for me, I'm just interested in in the imagery. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. Totally. But anyway, we're walking a very fine line. We are here. walking a fine line. I love um, to live dangerously. The interesting thing is that in a um, in a deuterocanonical book, mm-hmm. i.e., second canon, i.e., um, books that were considered sacred but not in the Bible. Yeah. Um, so there's the Book of Enoch. Yeah. Which is so it's like a metal ride. <laughs> I love the Book of Enoch. It is brilliant. But the the Book of Enoch, they talk. They uh, the author talks about the Leviathan. And specifically refers to the Leviathan being female. I mean, naturally, so obviously. The, as far as I can tell, the Leviathan is a feminist icon. Absolutely. 100%. There have also been comparisons, that some kind of like relations of this to Tiamat. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Leviathan being related to Tiamat in some way. Tiamat being um, the old... Uh, um, What's the, what, 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 the, 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 you know the area that Tiamat comes from, right? <laughs> Faerun? No. Um, uh, Tiamat comes from like Mesopotamia, right? Yes. Um, I'm sure that's right. If I, if that's wrong, then, you know, don't tell me. Okay. Bab- Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> Specifically Babylon. Uh, Tiamat was a Babylonian goddess. And so um, the, the, there has been sort of like a line drawn by some scholars from Tiamat to the, to the Leviathan. Uh-huh. Whether or not they are accurate in it, I don't know. Mm. But it's, it's all in the, in, in, you know, Middle East, kind of like it, this is where, you know, these mythologies are made. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting far off the beaten path here. This is not very similar to a, our normal episodes of Tome Raiders because I am... Just talking blur. <laughs> hopefully this is making some sense. It is. I think it's interesting. Plus, we're only on episode five. There is no normal episode of Tome Raiders yet. That's true. Well, would you like to get to the next bit, which yeah, is kind of more boy. similar to a normal episode of Tome Raiders? Shall we quickly adjourn, refill our gins? Let's refill our gins. Yes. Okay. Insert sound effect of gin refilling. Mm-hmm.
All right, we're back. With gin. With gin. And this next bit needs it. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So Brace yourselves, listeners. So we're going to take a little detour from dragons for a minute, but we're going to come back to dragons. Um, Laura. Yes, Ross. When you were a little child in Sunday school. Yes. You might have remember being told the story of Daniel and the lion's den. Yes. Um, do you remember who, anything about it? Um, Daniel pissed someone off. Yeah. <laughs> the king of Babylon. Yeah. Or actually king of Persia. No, the king of the Medes. King of the Medes. Darius. Yes. Well, he pissed him off. Yeah. Um, and was thrown in a lion's den for like three days. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Then they came to fish out his bones that would have been picked clean by the hungry lions. Mm-hmm. And he was just in there chilling, having like, befriended the lions. Yeah. Pretty close. Well to done. be fair, in my defence, that was I probably haven't heard that story for at least 20 years. No. Um, I think you did pretty well there. Um, so... This is this story uh, features that Daniel, um, and uh, chap- the book in the Bible is Daniel, but this story comes from Daniel chapter fourteen. Do you know the significance of Daniel chapter fourteen? There's only twelve books in Daniel. Yes. <laughs> Have you been doing research? <laughs> well. <laughs> well. Um. So basically, there are three. There are three stories in um, Daniel chapter fourteen, um, which didn't, as you as you can tell, didn't make its way into uh, the final version of uh, inverted commas final version um, of the of the Tanakh. Um, but this story, these three stories, weirdly are present in the Septuagint, the Greek version of the Old Testament. So, would you like to hear them? I would love to. Okay, we're going to do another breathe in. Breathe out. I only do this because the Varburton does it. <laughs> it's really effective. I feel calmer already. Yeah. It's probably those soothing synths that we can definitely hear <laughs> while recording this. <laughs> history of Bel and of the great serpent worshipped by the Babylonians. And Daniel was the king's guest and was honoured above all his friends. Now the Babylonians had an idol called Bel. Point of note, idol, just like a statue. And there was spent upon him every day twelve measures of fine flour and forty sheep and 60 vessels of wine. Wait. Flour as in bread flour? Yes. F-L-O-U-R. And live sheep? Or... One can only assume. Oh, must have been a bad day for that shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> or bad series of days. Yeah, it was every day. every day? Yeah. How many sheep was it? 40. 40? Every day. And 40 flagons of wine? 60. 60? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And where's all this going? Well. Uh, when they say spent. Yeah. Are they like throwing it at this idol? Um, Just well, leaving we, it? We can read on. Okay, sorry. The information is yeah. given. Um, I will stop Also, I like that it specifies fine flour. <laughs> Pasta flour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> None of this like <laughs> coarse ground. Yeah. They're making orzo. Okay. <laughs> The king also worshipped him and went every day to adore him. Hang on. Yeah? Worshipped? Yeah, worshipped this idol. A statue? They did weird things back in that day. So is the statue a god? The statue is sort of... Or does it just represent a god? No, no, it doesn't represent... The statue itself is like the idol. It says, it says a metaphysical divineness within the idol. It's weird. So, 
it's not important to the story. Okay. Well, actually, the, the, de- the degree to which it matters to the story is explained within the story. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. The king also worshipped him and went every day to adore him, but Daniel adored his God. And the king said to him, Why dost thou not adore Bel? Because it's a fucking statue, bro. <laughs> and he answered and said to him, Because... I do not worship idols made with hands. Yeah. Basically what you said. Because <laughs> it's a statue, bro. <laughs> but the living God that created heaven and earth and hath power over all flesh. Fair enough. Yeah. And the king said to him, Doth not Bel seem to thee to be a living God? No. Seest thou not how much he eateth and drinketh every day? I hate to tell you this, dude. But it's definitely not the statue. <laughs> well, clearly you should have been the king's advisor. <laughs> I definitely should not be the king's advisor. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were Queen Liz's advisor? What, Queen Liz? Yeah. I would have told him to... Cut have... Prince Andrew yeah, loose. Yeah, <laughs> cut him loose. <laughs> Just after he got back from the Falklands, I to be done with him. Let him go out on a high. (laughs) (laughs) Then Daniel smiled and said, O king, be not deceived, for this is but clay within and brass without. Neither Neither hath he eaten at any time. (laughs) What's the king imagining? Like this statue comes to life and gets down and like fucking slaughters 40 sheep. (laughs) It's like like the mouth opens like in Temple Run, you know. Oh. When you were a kid, I used to play the Temple Run game. Mm. Did you play that? I didn't. But oh, I... I was I was so good at Temple Run. Were you? I was so good. There was like a leaderboard at my sixth form as well, and I was like number two. Oh, really? Yeah. It was number one. It's guy called it's a complete dick. Ugh. It's always the dicks, isn't it? I bet he's ne- he'll never listen to this, so no. I can say this. But <laughs> fuck you. That was that was, that audio corresponded to a middle finger being shown. <laughs> and the king, being angry, called for his priests and said to them, "If you tell me not who it is that eateth up these expenses, you shall die. But if you can shew, what? S H E W probably show. <laughs> if you can shew, <laughs> shew that Bell eateth these things, Daniel shall die because he hath blasphemed against Bell." And Daniel said... No pressure. No, yeah. (laughs) And Daniel said to the king, be it done according to thy word. God, he's very sure of himself. Yeah. Now the priests of Bel were 70, as in there were 70 of them. Not they were 70 years old. (laughs) 70 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Beside their wives and little ones and children. Who are the little ones? I'm going to assume that that means like babes in arms rather than just... (laughs) Short people. Yeah. (laughs) and the king went with daniel into the temple of bell and the priests of bell said behold we go out and do thou o king set on the meats and make ready the wine and shut the door fast and seal it with thine own ring and when thou comest in the morning if thou findest not that bell hath eaten up all we will suffer death or else daniel that hath lied against us and they little regarded it because they had made, under the table, a secret entrance. No! Oh, dirty dogs. This is actually quite relevant to us today, isn't it? Tre- well, well, listeners. <laughs> we had an electrician. Well, this is a complete as an aside. We had an electrician coming in today. Yeah. Um, to plug in some electric water heaters so that we can have some hot water in our kitchen sink. And he removed a plug from the wall and found... What did he say? He said, oh my God, a secret cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was on a work call and just <laughs> dropped my phone dead and was yeah. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll never believe it. Inside, there were 40 sheep. <laughs> 60 vessels of wine. No, but for real, there's a boarded up Victorian parlour... In the corner of our kitchen, 
we can't get to it because we've literally just done the kitchen up and tiled the walls. I quite enjoyed that you were like, you sent me a text going, um, (laughs) Dave Dave says we could take that that cavity wall down if we wanted to. I said, well, no, he said, there's nothing stopping you from taking that wall down. I said, well, apart from the fucking kitchen. (laughs) Anyway. Sorry. So they had this. Digressed they had they had this secret entrance, and they and like that's... much like our secret parlor yes. that we can't use, and is full of spiders. Yes. And Victorian wallpaper, which is so fucking cool, I yeah, can't so even cool. begin. So it came to pass after they were gone out, the king set the meats before Bell, and Daniel commanded his servants, and they brought ashes. Ashes. Ashes, and he sifted them all over the temple before the king. Ashes of, ashes of what though? Just, just powder. I don't know. Oh, what, what did he burn? Yeah, well, oh, this is what, what I'm what wondering. He What's he been burning? What's he been burning? <laughs> and he tapped out his pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Do bongs create ashes? I, I, I don't no, know. No, no. Bongs are, bongs are liquid, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> we cut this bit out because I want to appear cool still. <laughs> Neither of us have ever smoked a bong. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they brought ashes and he sifted them all over the temple before the king. Have you worked out what he's done? And before... It's like in Scooby-Doo. It is like in (laughs) Scooby-Doo. And going forth, they shut the door and having sealed it with the king's ring, they departed. Jinkies! Gosh! <laughs> like zoinks! <laughs> zoinks, Scoob! <laughs> but the priests went in by night, according to their custom, with their wives and their children, and they ate and drank up all. Ah, yeah, crafty so and so's. Yeah. And the king arose early in the morning. Mm. Well. And Daniel with him. Oh! This is taking a turn. And the king said, Are the seals whole, Daniel? And he answered, they are whole, O king. And as soon as he had opened the door, the, the king looked upon the table and cried out with a loud voice, Great art thou, O Bell, and there is not any deceit with thee. I promise you, this is getting to a dragon. I was going to say, where are the fucking dragons? This is going to be a dragon in a bit. Okay. And Daniel laughed, and he held the king that he should not go in. And he said, Behold the pavement. Mark whose footsteps these are. Yeah, bells, obviously. And the king said, I see the footsteps of men and women and children. <gasps> and the dawns. <laughs> and the king was angry. Well, I bet he was. Then he took the priests and their wives and their children and they shewed him the private doors by which they came in. Oh, no. And consumed the things that were on the table. The king, therefore, as you do, put them to death. Everyone? Yeah. Even the wives and children and little ones? Mm. Seems to Seems like so. a bit of an overreaction. Bit of an overreaction, yeah. And delivered Bell into the power of Daniel, who destroyed him and his temple. And there was a great dragon in there. <laughs> I was about to be like, cool story, bro. But what about this dragon? He needs more dragons. And then suddenly, bam, verse 22. Complete segue. <laughs> I couldn't even call this a segue. This is a sharp hairpin turn. Oh my God. This is like, we're going in another direction now. <laughs> And there was a great dragon in that place, and the Babylonians worshipped him. And the king said to Daniel, Behold, thou canst not say now that this is not a living God. Adore him, therefore. Fair enough. Yeah. And Daniel said, I adore the Lord my God, for he is the living God, but that is no living God. I mean, okay. (laughs) Okay. But give me leave, O king. And I will kill this dragon without sword or club. And the king said, I give thee leave. <laughs> go, go at it. <laughs> Have at. Fill your boots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brief. <laughs> because we're on the dragon bit, I'm going to allow a little bit, a little digression here. <laughs> Have you ever seen Jaws 4? No. Have you ever seen Jaws 1? No. Okay. Never seen Jaws. So basically, there's this shark. All right. Okay. I was aware it was about a shark. (laughs) All right. Okay. So in Jaws 1, there's a shark. Terrorises Amity Island or whatever. Yep. 
Sheriff Brody shoots the shark while the shark has an oxygen tank in its mouth. Shark explodes. All right? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jaws 4. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, shoots the oxygen tank and the shark explodes. The whole shark explodes or just the, the oxygen tank in its mouth? Well, the oxygen tank explodes and then the shark explodes as a consequence of the oxygen tank explodes. But a great white shark is massive. Yeah, but that, okay, but, you know, movie, movie logic. Okay. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because in Jaws 4, which is subtitled The Revenge. Oh no. <laughs> sharks don't hold grudges. The sharks the, sh- <laughs> the shark's nephew, who by <laughs> also I should note, apparently can roar <laughs> <laughs> hunts down Sheriff Brody's wife. What? What? And somehow Hang they... on. The shark's nephew. Yeah. <laughs> Comes down, Sheriff Brody's wife, Ellen Brody, follows her to Barbados or wherever it is to the Bermuda. <laughs> yeah, I'm not joking. Cross- <laughs> apparently goes through the, uh, um, the 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 Panama Canal or something. What? Uh, anyway, <laughs> then ends up. So she ends up in a boat with Michael Caine, and <laughs> and despite not having been there when the original shark, shark exploded, she has this weird fever dream when the shark is is swimming towards the boat. Right, where she remembers. In inverted commas, the shark's on the exploding <laughs> um, when when uh, Sheriff Brody shoots the oxygen tank them out. Oh my okay. god. Okay, this is what happens in Jaws 4. The shark breaches the water, gets impaled on the foremast of the ship. She has the dream and the shark explodes. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> there is no logical connection that causes the shark to explode. <laughs> And in a similar fashion... Oh, God. Verse 26. Then Daniel took pitch and fat and hair and boiled them together and he made lumps. Some translations say cakes. Oh. And put them into the... cakes. Yeah. (laughs) And put them into the dragon's mouth. And the dragon burst asunder. scene in Family Guy where Meg like bakes her hair into a cake and then feeds it into pie. Into pie? And then feeds it to Brian. (laughs) Oh, no. Can you feel me, Brian? Can you feel me inside of you? (laughs) 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 Anyway, I need to speed up because we're running out of time in this episode. What's Um, our time limit? Well, there's a time for people's attention span. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he said, Behold him who you worshipped. And when the Babylonians had heard this, they took great indignation, and being gathered together against the king, they said, The king is become a Jew. He hath destroyed Bel, he hath killed the dragon, he hath put his priest to death. And they came to the king and said, Deliver us Daniel, or else we will destroy thee and thy house. And the king saw that they pressed upon him violently, <laughs> and being constrained by necessity, he delivered Daniel to them. What? Yeah, the, the king... I thought it said at the beginning that he was more beloved than his closest advisors. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's... The king is, wants to save his own bacon, doesn't he? Mm. Now, remember earlier I said, remember the story of Daniel in the lion's den? Yes. Well, we're getting a sequel... Or a retelling. What? <laughs> God, he's just got no luck at all. Yeah. And they cast him into the den of lions. Oh, for God's sake. Literally a, like, word-for-word reenactment. And he was there six days. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this bit is very weird. Oh, God. Okay. And in the den, there were seven lions... And they had given to them two carcasses every day and two sheep. But then they were not given unto them that they might devour Daniel. Now, there was in Judea a prophet called Habakkuk. You might recognise if you ever did, ever read your books of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And he had boiled pottage. (laughs) And he had broken bread in a bowl and was going into the field to carry it to the reapers. Wait, hang on. Judea, by the way. Judea and Babylon are very far apart. They aren't neighbours. No. And the angel of the Lord said to Habakkuk, 
Carry the dinner which thou hast into Babylon to Daniel. <laughs> Who is in the lion's den? <laughs> Who the fuck is Daniel? Where the fuck is Judea? It will be cold by the time I get there. What the fuck? And Habakkuk said, Lord, I never saw Babylon. <laughs> nor, <laughs> nor do I know the den. Well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I just said. And the angel of the Lord took him by the top of his head. What? And carried him by the hair of his head. Oh my God. And set him in Babylon over the den in the force of his spirit. What? He must have some extremely strong hair follicles. I imagine that all the way he was going, Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Why God? (laughs) Verse 36. And Habakkuk cried. Comma, saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, why have thought thou forsaken me? (laughs) Oh Daniel, thou servant of God, take the dinner that God hath sent thee. (laughs) (laughs) And Daniel said, Thou hast remembered me, O God, and thou hast not forsaken them that love thee. And Daniel arose and ate. Oh my God, what the fuck? And he. (laughs) Did they ever explain why the lions didn't eat him? No. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> and the angel of the Lord presently said Habakkuk again in his own place. <laughs> just, just lift me by my clothes. <laughs> Why are you pulling my hair? <laughs> and upon the seventh day, the king came to bewail Daniel. And he came to the den and looked in. And he saw that his friend had had one bowl of porridge. Yeah. In a week, and had subsequently been eaten by lions. Yeah. No. And behold, Daniel was sitting in the midst of the lions. And the king cried out with a loud voice, saying, Great art thou, O Lord, the God of Daniel. And he drew him out of the lion's den. Oh my God. I'm exhausted. But those that had been the cause of his destruction, he cast into the den, and they were devoured in a moment before him. Good. Then the king said, that all the inhabitants of the whole earth fear the God of Daniel, for he is the saviour working signs and wonders in the earth, who hath delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. Twice. Twice. And then everyone became worshippers of this God. Well, that's not actually how it happened, but um, seems that the king was pretty pleased. That was wild. Wasn't that wild? It's nearly as wild as Kilvick and Alwyn. Nearly. Nearly. Can you, <laughs> no no, no fist with arms. No salmon with shoulders, yeah. <laughs> Can you see why this maybe didn't make its way into the canon? I mean, there's some fairly unbelievable shit in canon. Well... I don't think this is all that outlandish by comparison. Maybe so. But it doesn't really have much structure to it, does it? This kind of feels like a little bit like some like some tales that have been thrown together. Mm. I find it very weird how it, it kind of like really, it really does like in the middle of a sentence almost just go like, and then there was a dragon. Um, <laughs> which, you know, not the height of literature. Oh my God. But this is the true word of the Lord. Well, no, this isn't. This didn't make it in, did it? No, I guess not. Um, but yeah, that was Daniel chapter 14. Um, I... I, th- I find it quite interesting. Do you find it interesting? Oh, very. Very interesting. Do you find it interesting because it's weird or because... Why do you find it interesting? Tell me why you find it interesting. Why you put me on the spot like this? <laughs> interested now. I think it's interesting in a broader sense than it just being amusing because there's weird shit. Mm. In that uh, it raises in my mind all kinds of questions about the origins of the scripture Mm-hmm. In its totality, like oh right, okay. who wrote this? What is the what is the origin? I'm I'm not here for this argument that this is the true word of the Lord, you know, given to Moses on the top of Mount wherever. Mm-hmm. No, so this was written by man. So mm-hmm. at some point, someone sat down and wrote this, mm. and it became well known enough that it's become a deuterocanonical. Close, but very good. Well, what's the what's the word? Deuterocanonical. Deuterocanonical text. Yeah. And it's so batshit. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I I haven't had time to put together any coherent analysis. This is just what's going on in my head right now. Mm. It's like, where did this come from? 
Did people ever truly believe this? Mm. And then the answer to that immediately is, well, yeah, because people genuinely believe a lot of the weird shit that's in the Bible. <laughs> mm. But was it ever intended as a story to be believed word for word? But think? then is was any of these parables in the Bible ever intended to be believed word for word? I guess... We're opening... This is what I don't want to do. I don't want to... I don't yeah. want to open this horrible can of worms and start yeah, offending yeah. people's beliefs. Absolutely. I guess the, 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 you know, there, are different, there are different perspectives on this. Um, I, you know, like the... When you, when you read some of the old, old Bible stories, like the way they are written often gives you the, con- like the, the, the context under which to read them if you were to take the, you know, the religious aspect seriously, that is, of course. Mm. So like some of these, these stories are written as like poetry almost. Like, yeah. you know, there's a, there's, a point, there's a point to be made. I guess the point in this story is, you know, don't worship idols. Yeah. Um, that God is better than everyone else. Yeah. Um, and... Um, but then it that, was... Yeah. It, like, if you were to take it as a extended analogy, or, you know, it's clearly a, a, a narrative that someone's invented to demonstrate that point. Mm-hmm. You, I feel like we shouldn't take these stories as word for word, this is what happened, this mm. is what God said, etc. And I think that, we're getting we're getting into it, Yeah. I think that was at the heart of why when I was sort of 12, 13 years old, mm. I started going, hang on. Mm. There's a lot of very, very weird fucked up shit in this book mm. that people around me are telling me we have to take as is written, mm-hmm. take literally... Mm. I get it. I get what you mean. Yeah, for sure. It's and also lol dragons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess for me, I guess in comparison to you, I think for you this kind of stings more a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. If it was for for me, I guess I'm still in that curious stage where you know it doesn't. I I this. This to me, I mean, I think is just kind of quite curious. I, I, well, we were talked about like the, the kind of the, we were talking recently to each other, and now I can bring the listener into our conversation, um, <laughs> about, um, why are we doing this podcast and what we're trying to do and what, what interests us in the work, in the, in the words that we're reading and, yeah. and why are we choosing these works? And I think that we're on a, on a search for that kind of, um, the, 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 the continuity of the human of what interests us through the generations Mm. so we're looking at so when i'm reading this what interests me about it is that um i mean like it the images it conjures you know of a like of a dragon like first of all and then and then later like the very silly image of Habakkuk being carried by the top of his head <laughs> from Judea to Babylon and then back. Yeah. And it, spe- it specifies back as well. You know, to me, that's, I think that's quite amusing. And I can only imagine the people who read it initially also thought that's quite amusing. Yeah, but I think this is why okay. it makes me feel slightly uncomfortable. Because when we're reading things like Colwick and Arwen, when we're reading The Green Knight, it is universally accepted that this is a work of fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, it's folklore, it's, it's in, our, in our collective mythology. Yeah. But nobody really thinks it happened. Mm. But there are religious communities that are literalists, that take the word of the Bible to the most literal mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. And if this had been included in canon, they would... They would have to believe it, you know, young earth creationists, people like that. And I think that's why when you first said to me, oh, let's do Daniel 14. Yeah. I was a bit like, oh, like, because it it is weird. We're trying to find that um, that commonality with the people in history who first wrote these tales. Yeah. And we're trying to, you know, get that connection through through time go back and be like okay this is a story that was first written down in the 1300s and here we are in the 21st century still enjoying it still laughing at it in the same way that our ancestors were i don't feel like it's the same 
with this with with these um yeah deutera canonical texts even though they didn't make it into the even Bible. though they didn't make it in people will take this shit seriously yeah i think that's why when you first suggested it it kind of did set my teeth on edge a little bit i was like oh i don't know yeah anyway <laughs> it's true yeah you make a very good point it it is Plus, we're both coming from a, 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 we're both coming yeah. at it from a place of having been in that community and knowing people personally that would take the Old Testament literally. Yeah. Um, to like today, yeah. I know people that today are taking the texts of the Old Testament literally. Mm-hmm. In fact, that chap yeah. who I mentioned earlier was better at Temple Run than me. He runs an apologetics website now. Really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So I think that's why, yeah, I'm repeating myself a little. And, you know, I enjoyed the story. And if it weren't embedded in, you know, in this, in scripture, if it didn't have that link, if people were not still reading the related scripture and taking it literally and doing harm through it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there's a lot of good things that have come from religion. I'm not trying to yuck on anyone's yums, um, but I think it's irrefutable that a lot of harm has been done, particularly by the old Testament. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, especially when you read back, there's a lot in there that's, is not fun reading. It's not chill. Not chill. Anyway, <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed listening to that. Um, yeah. Sorry that it went a bit <laughs> therapy-y at the end there. Um, We're here for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram at Tome Raiders Pod. Yeah. Um, both Ross and I are on there as well. I'm sure if you were so inclined, you could find us. Um, yeah. Leave us five-star reviews if you enjoyed it. Please let us know. We live for your validation and feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, If you didn't enjoy it, please keep it to yourself because, as mentioned, we are both fragile. Go rate Jordan Peterson's podcast one star if you... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe Joe Rogan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Go rate him one star. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, have a wonderful weekend and wonderful week. Yep. Um, and in the next episode, we're going to be tackling the four uh, Gospels from the New Testament. No, no, we're not. No, we're not doing that. That's not the direction that this podcast is going in. We're going back to proper folkloric... Well, find some King Arthur for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wear your masks. Uh, use your hand sanitizer. Don't touch anything. Get, get your vaccines. Love you lots. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Bye.